If someone asked you to describe your life, what would you say to them? Maybe you'd talk about your job or your daily schedule, how long your commute is, how much time it leaves for hobbies. Plenty of people would mention their families and the responsibilities that go along with them. Things like your kids' football camp or school days. Some would likely mention their goals or where they think life might take them. If you're anything like us, you'd make a sarcastic comment about death and taxes, which takes us a bit closer to where we're going right now. What if I told you that nothing about life as we know it is really how it seems? Most of us assume that we're born, we experience childhood, we grow into adults, and eventually we die. Much is debated about the experience of death. It's one of humanity's biggest mysteries because the only way you'll know what happens after physical death is through the experience itself. Occasionally someone is either lucky enough or unlucky enough to have a near-death experience, coming back to tell us everything they'd witnessed. A few doctors and scientists have studied near-death experiences and found their generally similar experiences featuring ghostly apparitions, angels, loved ones who've already crossed the veil, and most notably, a bright light that many people believe is intended to take them to their final destination, a heaven or a hell or whatever they believe in. However, some people believe that the light isn't a portal to our otherworldly reward, but instead a trap designed to suck your soul into a memory-wiping containment facility run by reptilian extraterrestrial beings, then send it back into Earth's birth pool, creating a never-ending cycle of reincarnations. Unless you know how to beat the system and escape the high-tech force field that surrounds Earth. But why would this happen? What purpose does it all serve? According to believers, the purpose is sustenance. Believers say the reptilian beings who run this planet essentially run it like a prison, enticing spirit beings from other dimensions to come here, where their memories are wiped and they're placed into human bodies. Those humans then grow and experience struggle, and those negative emotions become louche, or food, for the reptilians. Sounds dismal, doesn't it? Those who believe in an afterlife probably don't want it to look anything like that, and yet this story is captivating increasingly more people as the idea spreads. Could it be true? And if it is, why is it such a tantalizing theory? We'll discuss it now on Sage, Skeptic, and Storyteller. Welcome to the Triple S Podcast. Today, We've got a really interesting theory to discuss, the theory of the soul trap. Um, I'm not sure how many of you guys have heard about this, but this is one that, you know, goes down in Reddit infamy, or I mean, maybe it does if you're on Reddit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know that Ellen was the one who originally sent a, a little bit of it to us in some video clips and a couple of links. And we could not help but go down this rabbit hole, guys. It was pretty enticing. I I have to admit, from the storytelling perspective, I was like, yeah, and then what happens? So (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, It's wild. It's definitely wild. (laughs) 
tell us if I if I've missed anything in that intro when I was reading about basically what the soul trap is. Did I did I miss anything there? No, that was great. I mean, just yeah, I I probably learned about this theory well, probably about 6 months ago, I'd say, and it's a fascinating rabbit hole to go down. And yeah, it's it's mainly been on Reddit that I've discovered this, but uh, it, it's it it basically is this theory that we are all kind of here being harvested, much like how we as humans harvest other animals to get energy. You know, we have cattle, we've got chickens, we got we uh, harvest plants. You know, we don't think twice about that. We it's just food to us. But uh, the theory is that we as humans are being harvested for our energy to feed other entities um, that are feeding. Uh, you said louche, you know, yeah, that's the term I've, that they use to describe kind of the energy, I guess, that humans give off in in the form of emotions, you know, like strong emotions, mainly negative emotions, I think, is the theory, like fear and anger and whatnot. And so, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a wild theory, but it, it really it really got to me. I was thinking about it like, you know, sometimes this place does kind of feel like a prison. It totally does. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I heard, I, I know some people were kind of conflating this with the prison planet theory, which is a little bit different, but it actually kind of folds in nicely with it. Um, I don't know if we'll do an episode on that on the prison planet theory later, but essentially. Oh, right. Um, yeah. I'm confusing the two sorry <laughs> no it's okay it's really easy to do it because like some people who are referring to the soul trap theory call it prison planet and some call it soul trap and so you know so it's just or some call it like an afterlife trap or something like that so like the terminology i think is still evolving but a lot of people i think most people are calling it soul trap right now mm -hmm. um but yeah, I thought it was really interesting because when I was reading about about it through the links that you sent and then some of the ones that I discovered myself, um, if there were comments sections, I noticed that they were filled with things like that makes so much sense. Oh, my gosh. I feel <laughs> like I've really stumbled on to like a clue about how things work. Um, and this all, of course, connects with a collective consciousness mindset which is a mode of belief that there is one, basically one source of soul energy and everything in the universe is connected to that big source of soul energy. So when you die, your soul just goes back into the energy pool and it, in that way, it sort of lives forever. So in that way you live forever, but we just don't know what that would look like. Um, yeah, like so, we're all we're all tentacles on a jellyfish, basically. Yeah. We're all one, <laughs> one organism, but we just don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I mean, I could kind of see where that's going because a lot of stuff on Earth does seem so interconnected that it's tempting to think that there really is something connecting everything. Um, but of course, I can see Annette's face and she's she's got these <laughs> lines on her eyes. And I can tell right she's, now she's worried about me. <laughs> she's worried. Yeah. I, Annette is worried. <laughs> I mean, that's just normal, but... Uh, but okay. So you're sitting there saying that everything is connected and it's like tentacles on a jellyfish is what you said. Right. But I don't know if 
tentacles is the right term. A biologist should check me, but yeah. <laughs> no, none of us are biologists. I'm sure that's fine. The, but... the appendages on a jellyfish, whatever those are called. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's for energy and there's like an alien species that are harvesting us for energy. Yeah. What? That's like a jellyfish tentacle, like a jellyfish eating itself. If you're all energy. Oh, if we're all connected. Yeah. Oh, so so you're saying. So what eats their energy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm, I don't know. I don't know. So the octopuses do do eat their own tentacles, though. Like mama (gasps) octopuses eat their own tentacles after they've given birth to babies as a stress reaction. So I, I'm needlessly shit. complicating this, of course, but it does happen. <laughs> That's a good fact. Okay. So anything is possible. Thanks, you know, Jen. Because nature. You're welcome. Nature, <laughs> nature That's the image I needed today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, look at, look at creation, look at nature. Everything's a little bit fucked up, right? Oh, so, yeah, Totally. Why why wouldn't we be too? <laughs> oh, we are. We are regardless of whether you believe in this theory. <laughs> that's true. That, okay, that's true. That's true. This theory though, I don't know. For some reason it it fascinated me because I think sometimes it does feel like you're being drained living here. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like there's something sucking away at your energy, at your like <sighs> Yeah, I don't know, but that's and and just your job, <laughs> children, uh, <laughs> relationship. Okay, true. Let me let me. Get, thing, there's you're a right, list. You're right. things on this plane that are draining us. True, but if you, I don't know, if you look at nature, if you just look at how that everything harvests something, you know, are we humans truly the top of the food chain, or is there something harvesting us well, that we just can't see? Of course, there's something harvesting us. When you die, you go back into the ground, and there's all sorts of microbacterias and animals okay, and, true. <laughs> and true, feed off of our true. decomposing flesh. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good point there. Yeah, if we're looking at things on like just this plane in the physical, but like if we break over to like what is what's happening on a spiritual level, then I guess that's when. You can kind of open mm-hmm. it up to those those ideas. Yeah. the This theory kind of assumes that much like life, our spirits could also be harvested. Our emotions could also be harvested. Things that are, you know, things that we would associate more to like electrical energy than physical energy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's where it gets interesting is when you look at it as like, waves of energy you know that we're emitting but everything is energy if you break down everything in the universe down to its fundamental base everything is energy so yeah i mean even if you're eating food which you harvested food is energy and it creates energy in your body so you can't run away from energy Mm mm-hmm But Mm -hmm. if you're talking about your soul or your spirit, first of all, you'd have to quantify what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Well, okay. So a soul is right now. Like to entertain this theory. Yeah. 
Right, yeah. Okay, to entertain this theory, we have to assume that we have a soul and it's being reincarnated every time and we've lived many lives. We have to assume that, you know, if we're going to buy into this theory, basically. Right, right. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So I I guess we're mainly talking about the soul trap that theory right how do just... how do you try okay say that say that you have a soul and you are getting reincarnated how are you catching a soul well ah, trickery <laughs> i mean trickery. <laughs> yes well that's what I mean... essentially what it boils down to in this theory is that the the white light that you see after death that most people assume is like a portal to a heaven or a hell or maybe mm-hmm. like what where you go to experience your final memories or like whatever it is that you believe yeah. happens after the next death. Step. Yeah. yeah, the next step. It's it's largely viewed as the next step and that's the gateway to it. But really you go into some kind of a containment facility where your soul's memories are all wiped. And they mm-hmm. use trickery like your f- dead family members or like angels or whatever as lures um, based on what you believe in. And then they lure you into this thing, wipe the memories associated with your soul, and um, then they just kind of force you into another human body, like back into the reincarnation cycle so that you can be food again. Yeah, I'm just going to take your poop back out. I'm just going to I got to do the skeptic here. Um, Do you remember when we were younger? Okay, all three of us are 41 now. Okay, do you remember when you were younger and you used to like do this stupid ass thing where you would put your head down between your knees and breathe really hard and stand up and put your your hands on your neck and like make yourself like dizzy and like black out do you remember that i don't think i know i actually didn't do that there was a thing like this was a thing okay and i hope i hope somebody to like try and make yourself yes basically yes yeah okay so Mm -hmm. I remember hearing about shit like that. I was too scared to try it. I did (laughs) remember hearing about it, but I didn't try it. I totally did it. Yeah, of course I did. (laughs) For science. Well, at that time, I wasn't really thinking about science. I was just like, well, I wonder what happens. And so, you know, know, having a scientific mind is also having a curious mind. So I've never been accused of not having that. But you get a tunnel vision. Oh. So the when you're when, when you constrict oxygen and blood yeah. to the brain it's the the automatic yeah, reaction right. is to darken <laughs> it, it darkens the perimeters of your vision and it can create oh. a, like a white light, okay? A bright light. And that's just mm. due to blood restriction and oxygen restriction to the brain and so that's what science theorizes many people who have had near-death experiences will say i saw a bright light and so what science has said and neuroscience has said is quite uh, most likely what that is is as you are dying your brain is losing oxygen and blood oh tunnel vision Mm -hmm. interesting okay so so if we're saying that the atheists are right, nothing happens after you die, there's no spiritual realm, then that's what's happening is your brain is 
doing tunnel vision basically and you're just seeing a white light of a tunnel when you die because that's just what your brain does yeah that's 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 what you're saying basically yeah see that makes sense to me too i mean i'm like i think i've said this i would love it if the atheists are right if if there's nothing after this life and we're just done wouldn't that be nice another really cool uh, nice yeah Another really cool thing about uh, when you're dying and the weird things that your brain does, when you're dying, your body actually re- releases chemicals that create like a oh, yeah. euphoria. I knew about that because I knew that the chemicals are similar to like DMT, mm-hmm. like when you take that drug mm-hmm. and all yeah. the crazy shit you can see. The yeah, euphoria is just really. It sounds like it's great. Like, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Where can we get our hands like, on that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, where can we get our hands on death <laughs> oh wait there's many instruments for that I forgot yeah we're gonna get a little of that yeah. no, really, no. oh lord I think that's just how our brain works I think it looks out for us at the very end and it's like it knows what it's done and it's like poof and the last firework explosion of drugs to yeah. make it Here you go. more enjoyable yeah, yeah. Drugs. safe journey <laughs> okay so have you guys uh read or listened to very many like near-death experiences because i'm really fascinated with those and so i was wondering if you've read like very many of those about people talking about their ndes i remember reading a book when i was in high school or maybe college but uh i remember reading a book that was written by a christian author that was like all these near-death experiences of heaven and hell. Oh, interesting! And wow. so, okay. I've read I've read it from that perspective, but not like really reincarnation so did, or anything. The people in that book, like they they said that they saw heaven or saw hell, mm-hmm. basically. Oh shit! Yeah, it was supposed to like scare you into being a good Christian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. Oh yeah. my god. That I mean, there's nothing like death to scare someone. Most people oh, are yeah. really afraid of death, you know, because then what happens and I I may have said this before, but I I remember taking an undergraduate psychology class where the professor was talking <clears throat> and he was saying that the human brain cannot conceptualize non-existence. It it has no frame of reference for non-existence. So if you were to try to think too deeply about not existing, your brain will just produce a massive anxiety attack and you'll just panic (laughs) and it pulls you out of it. So like your brain refuses to believe that there is such a thing as non-existence. So I'm of the mind that a lot of this could just be stories that your brain tells you just to kind of appease mm-hmm. itself because the brain is an anxious yeah. thing and it doesn't self-preservation. Like, yeah, exactly. Like if, if it's a the brain strong instinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Most of I mean, us it probably is a, live. It's a, probably a subconscious thing too, you know, conscious and subconscious about just wanting that self-preservation, anything to keep the status quo, whatever. Yeah. Survive. Yeah. I don't yeah, believe that yeah. it's possible to, not exist though like what do you mean i every every, i don't think non-existence is a possibility oh i mean like everything you know well like even if your personal self like your like the non-existence of itself so the brain can't conceptualize the non-existence of itself 
So like the death of itself, it can't conceptualize it. I feel like huh. I can <laughs> conceptualize that. <laughs> like you're. Well, I mean, like, like you just cease to act- exist. Yeah, like not existing, but like our frame of reference is like if you dissected it, it'd be like, well, everything goes black, and then it's like, well, but black is actually an experience. You've experienced yeah, black, right? You know what darkness seeing. is. So, like, mm-hmm. you can't. Once you take off enough layers of that cake, <laughs> you get yeah. to the panicky bottom where you're like, oh, my God, what? Yeah. And then your brain just freaks out and, and you come to it. I've actually done if, that. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a good. I've, uh, I've gotten to panic good, state. Interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> meditation. Uh, maybe that's It was not the worst the meditation I've meditation. ever done and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Yeah, let's not let, let's not promote anxiety attacks, okay? <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> I was gonna say, I wonder if AI can contemplate its non-existence. Has anyone asked AI about that? Oh <laughs> like, man, you that's know, a good one. Hmm. I wonder. A, uh, I think it would probably have the exact same response as I have, because you hmm. because you have existed at a point, you your non-existence will never be. Because there are, there is parts of you that will always continue. Mm-hmm. That's why I said that non-existence is impossible. Yeah. Annette, are are you real or are you an AI deepfake? <laughs> Use your best guess. I feel like if I have, I feel like if I was an AI deepfake, then I wouldn't stumble over my words as much as I do. <laughs> you know you're real yeah it's like my brain thinks quicker than my mouth can move so I stutter a lot and like just you know listening back on the podcast when I'm cleaning it up and putting it on I'm always like god I feel like I don't talk like oh I shouldn't say that oh. <laughs> Whoops. and this is what I'm talking about <laughs> I told you, I'm definitely not an AI deepfake, okay? (laughs) See, she was just proving it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, so soul soul trap. So are we trapped in this thing? Can we escape it? According to the theory, there's that, that force field around the Earth that supposedly traps yeah. all the souls in there and there's mm-hmm. there there have been a few, like i read some stuff that i i mean who knows whether this is like legit stuff or not when you when you get into conspiracy theory land you're going off mm-hmm. of people's blogs and you're going off of like links to you know really fringe information oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. what i know someone's aunt's blog that, yeah, right exactly. so mm-hmm. like in academia when they're like you need to use reputable sources like my brain just explodes <laughs> every time i try to research something that we talk about here because there's no such thing mm-hmm. as a reputable source and you no. can reddit is just as reputable as somebody's blog <laughs> suddenly so um, exactly it's true. So, <laughs> There's no reputable source for any of this shit. Nobody yeah, knows. <laughs> not even. Yeah. I mean, there there's some that's more rec- reputable than others, like the, the handful of yeah. scientists that are actively trying to study um, you know, af- near-death experiences, and they're trying to quantify things. So, like, there are a few, mm-hmm. a few reputable sources, but they are very rare. 
And um, yes. a lot of people are latching on to this soul trap theory. Um, and yeah, it features the, this force field around the earth that some people are claiming is the ozone layer or that the ozone layer hides it somehow. Um, and I mean, I think that a lot of people know the purpose of the ozone layer, so it's not like we can just go without the ozone layer. Um, <laughs> so like, I, we're not going to debate whether the ozone layer is the trap or not, because I feel like that's just really silly. But like, <laughs> but there are some people who probably don't like they didn't learn as much science or they didn't get, you know, as far in school. And so they, they think, oh, it could be the ozone layer, um, which I suppose is. You know that's that's a pretty pretty I mean, easy connection to possible, make. Yeah. But, yeah, but supposedly we are trapped here, and the reptilians who control the show are keeping that force field active and and making sure that we go through reincarnation. But some people have put forth the theory that you can go back to whatever dimension is your home simply by refusing to go through the light. And all of that rigmarole and finding a way out in a different way or just simply, you know, saying that you want to go home because supposedly everybody is mm -hmm. here by their own free will. It's just that our own free will has been used against us, as so yeah. many conspiracy theories will tout. That's the other so. thing I wonder is how, how much free will do we actually have here? I, mm. I feel like a fair amount, but... Yeah, Actually, I guess. Yeah, I'm not really mm -hmm. sure if we have a whole um, lot of free will. <laughs> yeah, what, in, what do you guys uh, think about that? In in physics, and uh, I've heard quite a few different physicists and uh, theologians talking about this. Um, because of the way that the universe works, they, they everything, all the possibilities of what will happen have already been preordained to happen in uh you don't really have much choice in your neurological setup and your personality base that you were born with has already predestined you to make the decisions that you're going to make wow that everything that happens to you and everything that you are made of will and will automatically your brain will just react in the in a very prescriptive way. Whoa! So our genes define us, basically. Our genes define our destiny. Genes and experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that because they're like they're working on the multiple dimension theory, where certain dimensions are more advanced in time, and things have already happened in other dimensions that haven't happened here yet, or something like that? Is this like? A game, a game of cosmic catch up that we're playing. No, um, it's it's base. It's it's. I mean, if you looked into that, maybe you can find something in that. But what I'm talking about is just your everybody's makeup, the the DNA and the your what you are made of mm -hmm. from the very beginning of oh, time okay. already destines it predestines you to make mm -hmm. all the decisions that you're going to make in the world. And what your experiences sure. also influence that, but because other people and other things have already been predestined to do what they're going to do, you run into that experience and it was always going to be and it will always be. Hmm. hmm. What if there was somebody who just decided not to play along all of a sudden and made some 
weird decision. Like all of a sudden they they saw something or they're just like, you know what? Not today. And they just didn't do the thing at like out of some kind of breakdown. Like, does this account for psychological breakdowns? But you would know. have always you've you would have always come to that conclusion. Wow. You would have always made that know. decision. Damn. Because That's there's something really restrictive. <laughs> Because there's something about your makeup and who you are that will always spark that, if you see something, will always spark that decision. Hmm. Wow. I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. My brain doesn't like that because it likes stories. And I like to think that I can make up some pretty good stories. Mm -hmm. But But you always meant to make those stories. Hmm. But specifically Shit. those stories? Like yeah. Yeah, specifically oh, that's the stories. pieces. I'm sorry guys. I just here I'm turning into the skeptic, but it's because I mean, maybe it's because I worked for the government at one point and I just saw how nobody can get their shit together and I'm like, no, this is all too many pieces running way too tightly. I can't I can't <laughs> But that's people actually moving things to do things, right? But what yeah. I'm talking about is that that's your your genetic makeup, and so you know who you are has already predestined you to make to do what you're going to do. And I'm not saying that I necessarily describe. I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory, but it is yeah, yeah. if if you look at things and how the the rules at least of this universe, because we can't talk about. We can't, if, if there is a multiverse, it, which, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of smart people who think that it's possible, Could be. Um, yeah. but just within the, our universe, we have rules mm-hmm. and we have laws of yeah. physics and the laws of physics are based, uh, there are a lot of unknowns to us still, but, but the, the laws of physics mm-hmm. apply universally within our universe. And so you know, it would, it's not that there's so many people making decisions and moving things. It's just that because of the way that everything has been aligned and will always be aligned, then you are already, you are who you are going to be. And you are already, if you're going to change, if you're an alcoholic and then you change, there was always going to be something in your mind to be able to make that decision for you to change. And that's just basically talking yeah. that that's just talking about you know, your neurological makeup and how your individual brain relates to the world around you. And so if you think about mm-hmm. it from that way, it's not it's not that there's so many moving pieces that it's a conspiracy. It's just that basically you are who you are and you are always going to be that way is mm-hmm. is what they're saying. Hmm. Yeah. 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 That one's kind of hard for me to wrap my brain around. I'll, I'll have to read more about that one. Cause like, it just seems like there's so much that happens every day that I don't know if absolutely everything could possibly have been accounted for. I mean, that doesn't like account for like, you know, the, the one random freak storm that sets off like a rock rolling down a hill that like rolls a boulder down the hill and then squashes somebody when they were really meant to live for another 30 years or whatever like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like it doesn't exactly account for everything but I'm sure it could account for a whole lot like probably a whole lot I don't think we have Mm -hmm. as much free will as people think we do so no and even a rock believe at least 
A rock being yeah. in existence where it is and being worn down by weather at some point is going to break. Like that was always going right. to happen. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Everything, yeah. even if you getting crushed by a rock, I mean, that wasn't your brain doing it. But you being at that place where you got hit by a rock, that is your brain doing it. Mm-hmm. And so okay. all everything happening around you mm-hmm. was always going to – it was always going to be that way is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Man. If we could find wow. a way to fast forward it, <laughs> like a whole tape, like a tape. And yeah, yeah that'd be neat. So <laughs> what do you guys, what do you guys think about the whole reincarnation thing? Hmm. Like, do you buy into it at all? I mean, I mean, I don't tempting. have to answer that question. Everybody knows. I mean, I, I know you that, don't. Okay. Yeah. Tempting. Very tempting. I would love to okay. believe that I've lived a billion lifetimes. Like, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Or even a hundred other lifetimes. Like, okay. the thi- This is where I really started to get into past lives is last year, there was this Netflix show called I Survived Death. I don't know if you guys I saw heard about that, it, but I yeah. Okay. It. So one of the episodes was about reincarnation and they interviewed kids that remembered past lives and shit. I don't remember which college it is. There's some university, like a legit university in the U S that is now studying past lives. And they have like thousands and thousands of testimonies from kids. Basically the, the, the theory goes that it's easier to remember your past lives when you're young and then after about age five, six, you, those memories start to fade. But there's been many cases where they've been able to verify the information that the kid is telling them. Like the, there's one in particular on this episode where this kid had these memories of being um, an actor in a past life from like the 1920s or something. And they knew all this information about this person that they said they were, and they were able to literally look it up and verify it, you know, because of uh, historical records now, because this person was like famous or whatever. And and huh. so yeah, that just got me thinking, like, there's no way a five-year-old can make all that up, you know? I mean, well, I wonder if he was genetically related to him in some way, because their genetic memory is oh. a thing. Genetic memory. Ooh. Yeah. That's huh. interesting, actually, because I know that people say, in general, with reincarnation, the theory goes that you kind of tend to reincarnate in similar places, I think, like in on the world, you know, theoretically. And so I wonder, yeah, if there's something... That, that would explain it, I guess, genetic memory. Yeah. So how does genetic memory work? Skeptic. I'm not exactly sure... Uh, in the full, because I've never studied it, but uh, genetic memory basically, because mm-hmm. a lot of people have have pointed that out as a argument against reincarnation and those kind of memories, mm-hmm. is that uh, because you are a collection of genetics, you know, up until the time that your seed is spread, some memory, it's possible that some memory does exist in the sperm or the egg. And that a child would remember that. So it would be interesting to think if, because a lot of the, from what I had heard, uh, a lot of the reincarnation stories, they're all about younger people, which are right in there up to the the age where they would procreate. 
Mm, I, yeah. I don't think. Actually, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Most of them do. Yeah, when they remember their past lives, they tend to remember them when they were like in their twenties. Yeah, younger. Thirties. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But not really yeah. as old people. Hmm. I wonder if we could find a story where somebody remembered, like, did a past life thing and they were remembering older age. That would be very interesting to me. I mean, I know. they might exist. Someone there's no way. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've never. I, I, I'm sure that they. It's possible that they exist. I just haven't heard it, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. It's, well, it's, if you're if you're on YouTube and you're watching though. us and you've had a past life memory of an older person, Ooh, put it in the comments. Yeah. We will read yeah. it because we would be so interested in that. <laughs> yes, we want to know. Yeah, if you're a, when you were a little kid, if you have memories of that were from another life. Yeah, I, I had heard about uh, this one young girl who had she. Uh, had a near-death experience and she was brought back to life and like she was so it, it like it wasn't the same girl like it was the same body, I heard that too. but it was a different person and this person was so angry to be in that house and wanted to go home and her home was Egypt ancient Egypt oh, wow and like she remembered how uh this temple that they had just recently discovered she knew all of the layout and where everything was and like it's a pretty famous story uh okay I've read about that because isn't that girl still alive like she's old now yeah I don't know if she's still alive but yeah if it's the same one okay, yeah. okay I've read something like that yeah yeah I think I've read the same story yeah yeah see, that shit fascinates me how did they know all those details? Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, is it genetic memory? I don't. It, well, they were reincarnated. It's it's so wild. Well, if it was genetic memory, then that I mean, it would have had to survive generation after generation yeah. after generation long after generation time. for yeah, like thousands of years. Hmm. And is yeah. that possible? I mean, I don't maybe know, it's possible. You know? But that kind of, to me, is kind of stretching the bounds of that scientific theory. It seems to be stretching yeah. things a bit, um, yeah. but nevertheless, it yeah, happened, I'm glad you right? That up because that's a good example. Yeah, like Sorry, it, you it happened. Again? We can't deny it because it's it's right, like a documented yeah. thing. But yeah. Like, yeah. where does that, I mean, so there are so many things out there, and but this is why mean? I refuse to pick just one belief, because they're all just fascinating stories to me. But, um, see, to, but to me, I mean, yeah. I sit there and I look at a story like that, and it's so, it is really fascinating, and, but the skeptic yeah. in me sits there and goes, she had an obsession with Egypt from a very young age. Some people ha mm -hmm. are just naturally gifted with languages or script and like from like mm -hmm. savants, right? And yeah, right. Yeah. you know, she learned she learned hieroglyphs and you know e ancient Egyptian at a very quick pace. The we've seen autistic kids who have done the same thing, okay? Or some right, yeah. people who are just extremely gifted in one area, you know, savantism mm -hmm. and. You know, it could have been that she did that. And with her knowledge of how ancient temples were set up from other temples that she had seen, she could make very, very good estimated guesses as to how the mm -hmm. temple was laid out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's possible. That Anything's is totally possible. possible. <laughs> yeah. And she might have just hit it, you know, 
nail meet nail uh, hammer meet nail kind of thing you know like she could have totally done that it's just we don't like to think that that's a coincidence you know (laughs) like human beings do not like to think about coincidences for some reason it like Mm -hmm. i don't know why people always want to believe that everything is set in motion because it's supposed to be like that um it i maybe it's because i'm comfortable with chaos I think I'm comfortable mm. with chaos on a level that a lot of people are not comfortable with it on. <laughs> so Interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, maybe that's just the defining, um, like the difference between, you know, me and somebody who'd be like, well, it's supposed to be that way. So therefore it has to be about reincarnation, you know? Like, so I have a question about the soul catcher getting back to the main topic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But like, if you're being reincarnated and you can say of your own free will, I don't want to go or yeah. uh, re- refuse of your own free will, then yeah. like what what is what is what is the point of keeping you there and what is the point of reincarnating in the first place? Here? Well, keeping us here, you mean on Earth? Yeah, well, or keeping us and, in the but, spirit realm. But if you if you think about reincarnation, okay, here l- l- let me yeah. let me just put put these two together because this is what is really really uh, stretching it for me is that okay, we are yeah. in a universe with lo- uh, and it's it's pretty statistically relevant that we would not be the only intelligent species in the whole universe. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if reincarnation is actually a thing, first of all, wouldn't animals be reincarnated as well? Second of all, wouldn't we, wouldn't we then have the ability to be just reincarnate and on other planets and. Well, the theory I've heard is that in regards to animals, there's a hierarchy there and as your soul evolves you go from you know amoeba to mosquito and whatever eventually through the animal kingdom and then eventually get to human i've heard that theory before so are the reptiles not interested in the reincarnation of the animals only of humans because i there's pretty pretty angry animals though like badgers i'm if you're yeah, eating off true. of negative energy, like <laughs> why didn't you just world of badgers? badgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know, funny badgers probably they probably give off some loosh. I mean, yeah, right. The, I, I think that yeah, the I think the theory with the if you're if you're talking about you know with soul trap the reptilian the archons they're called. If oh you're about that yeah, theory, I forgot their feeding, name. Feeding <laughs> on, yeah, yeah, the archons. If they're feeding off of our energy, they the the loosh that they want the energy and i can't remember where the term loosh came from there was some dude that invented it but anyway uh i think that's a uniquely human thing animals don't really get like racist or homophobic or angry at each other you know they just they just kill because they need to eat I think humans are more complicated. I don't know because and, animals so. get really territorial and they get pissed off if you're they're in your territory, and they'll that's true. they'll that, they'll that's fight. True. They do have emotions. Yeah. They have emotions. You can't deny mm-hmm. that. You cannot deny it. Anyone who's had a pet knows that their pets have emotions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So maybe they get a little bit of satisfaction from animals too, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like humans are the main course. <laughs> Oh, so animals are the advisor. 
Yeah, yeah. Think, <laughs> maybe exactly. either that Side or dish. humans, just like humans do a lot, only consider themselves in the theory without thinking about like, well, what about the animals? Oh. Where does that leave everything yeah. else? You okay, know, like, we, let's be honest, we are a very human centric species. I mean, shit, look at how many animals have died in the last 50 years. We have killed off so many animals. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but. Yeah, humans are garbage. You know, yeah, we're kind of like, selfish. We only think measure. about ourselves. We're so <laughs> selfish. Oh my god, I think it's just yeah. human nature. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but but this is funny. If we're a collective of a whole bunch of spiritual beings from different dimensions and different places in space, yeah, are we we're really all, the same all jellyfish. humans? Really? Ooh. Or are we what we are, you know, whatever we truly are on the inside, whatever. Maybe maybe we're just humans right now. Yeah. But when we wake up after death, maybe we're something else entirely. Yeah. Because, I mean, this theory demands that we believe that the entities that we actually are inside can, number one, separate from our body and survive. And two, that the image, if you will, or the, you know, whatever that thing looks like or is, is drastically different from the husk that we inhabit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, like it's the same thing as like the Christian perspective and stuff too, because your soul still survives and your memory still survives. Yeah. 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 Christians right. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. What do our souls look like? I wonder. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I, Maybe for me, for me, your soul is just your consciousness. I mean, yeah, that yeah. Ener- that energy. It's, it's the neural signals yeah. in your brain that create the ability to uh. be able to identify and think of the self. And uh, mm-hmm. for me, that 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 for me that is the soul is just your yeah. conscientiousness of who you are and what you are, and like the the world that surrounds you and the ability to think deeper thoughts than I'm hungry. Where's my food? You know, the, yeah. And we're intelligent enough that we took it a step too far and we're like, Oh, there's something beyond us. Well, yeah. yeah. And I think that human beings have this really, really, really good tendency to, you know, see patterns where patterns don't exist. Humans are pattern. Oh yeah. Oh, we love patterns. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Coincidences, patterns. We love finding that shit. Yeah. Brain just we eats love it up. Finding a deeper meaning. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're overthinking all this. Maybe we're just animals that happen to get a little extra consciousness in there and Nothing happens after we're done. It's very comforting. <laughs> it's totally possible. <laughs> that is totally possible because I mean, God, I hope the atheists wh- are right. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much simpler, wouldn't it, than having to fight? Right? Ellen dies, and she she she's like she sees the light, and she's like, "It's okay. It's just a loss of oxygen and blood in my brain." And then as yeah, yeah, as it's closing, right. and she sees a reptilian face, and she's like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> God damn it, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> then you know you have to refuse to go into the light no. and you have to demand yeah, okay. to be taken so home. I... <laughs> so, okay. on, 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 you know, brain neuro, neurochemicals. And so you're sitting there going, but 
I'm just happy. Uh, Hi, Lady. Yeah, I feel so Hi, good. Reptile. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> Maybe that's why that it's so question. hard to escape. See, that's why it's hard to escape. Yeah. We're all still stuck here because we're yeah. on the like we're in limbo, Feels if good. you will, the whole like, limbo thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like so, the best orgasm you've ever had. Then, uh, then, uh, what do you think about? What do you think about? Then, if that's the case, because our brains are set up to give us that the happy happy signals yeah. when we're dying, then maybe the reptilian species created our bodies as the prison like as the jail the your jail cell and the your Ooh. death mm. making you happy and taking away the ability to really make a clear decision on whether or not to refuse going into the light would be how they're controlling the entire situation well yeah there you go exactly see yeah. we've converted her <laughs> no <laughs> too it's fascinating to think about either way yeah 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 it's but it's plausible sort of i mean loosely plausible as long as you can figure out how all those working pieces actually function yeah i science yeah i feel i feel like that's a more of a stretch than believing that you you are you have no free will I feel like having no free will has a little mm. bit more common sense to it than like you are a flesh prison. And <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I'm a flesh prison though. I mean, I that's why this say, is relatable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sometimes it fucking feels like a prison here. It I does. Because we don't yeah. have as many options as we want to have, especially in this country where we have the illusion mm-hmm. of freedom and the illusion of choice, so many choices. But, you know, if you can't afford any of the choices, how many choices do you really have? Oh, That's- yeah. Oh, oh, I read this book years ago by Rob Bell. It was called Love Wins, I think. And he, he was a pastor that he believes that we are in hell right now. He thinks this plane of existence might actually be hell or purgatory, at least. Like, well, which is really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I, I should, I should preface this by saying it's been a while since I read that book, but that was the general <laughs> gist I got from it is thinking like, oh, maybe we're here right now. That'd be hilarious oh, if the or, ba- book I is know. just a totally different like takeaway and like <laughs> Ellen's brain just went, yep, that's the conclusion yeah, I'm coming to. I know. Sorry, everyone who's <laughs> actually re- remembers that book. No, but. But I remember, I remember thinking about that, like, wow, what if right now where we are, this reality, what if this is not what we think it is? And what if this, you know, according to the Bible or whoever, or at many ancient religions, what if we're in a different place? Well, I don't believe that. (laughs) I don't believe that people actually understand the reality of the world that's around them anyway. I just, from a, from a sociological, psychological Scientific. Scientific. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, we don't. The understand. average person does not understand how the world works, like even the scientific principles no. of how the world works. And we don't understand the interpersonal systems. We don't understand our political mm-hmm. systems. We don't understand, you know, what how, how society <laughs> actually works because religion tells us one thing. And so we are in, we are unable to see 
the full spectrum mm-hmm. of w- how the world really is. We all have rose, uh, like gla- uh, rose glasses, whatever that saying is. We, we see through a glass darkly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rose-colored oh, yeah. glasses. Thank you. That too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, we, we deep fake. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knows. That's isn't that crazy? Nobody knows. No, but not one person. Okay, maybe one guy figured it out. Nobody really knows the truth. Statistically, you know? <laughs> yeah, like maybe there's one. <laughs> that one guy in history figured out everything. But otherwise... And like, then he was hit yeah, by a, by a rock that was going down a hill. Yeah. yeah. It was always yep. predestined Crushed. to happen. Crushed yeah, by yeah, a boulder so he couldn't anyway. tell anyone. <laughs> right after yep. he f- figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. We were so close. Oh, <laughs> that close, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. But I think that this, in the end, this conspiracy theory is super tantalizing to the brain because it offers us things that we want, like second chances and the ability to keep on living even after we should be dead and you know the possibility of seeing loved ones again even if they are a mirage (laughs) and you know the possibility that we could fight to go to another place where we really belong because this isn't it and to people who are not living the high life here that's probably a pretty tantalizing thought you know super super tempting to believe that you could just go back to where you're really from and then you could have a better life you know oh yeah just tap those uh tap those ruby heels and yeah and then there's the, the thought no place, no place like home yeah right mm-hmm. there's also the thought that if if we are capable of reincarnating into infinity then we are essentially uh immortal beings yeah. right so that mm-hmm. gives us immortality which is something else humans really really yeah. want the so, immortal jellyfish that we're all a part of Exactly. Eats itself. So this, story, this story gives yep. us a lot of things that we want. So is that reality? Does does reality yeah. always give us what we want? Eh, not usually. <laughs> not so much. I mean <laughs> why is that? Why can't we just create whatever we want here? Like that would be great. Come on. Oh my God. It'd be great. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if we could just create whatever destiny we wanted to have? And it was so simple. All you had to do was, Mm -hmm. you know, go the path and, you know, do the work and then see it materializes just like you planned. But your your destiny (laughs) might interfere with somebody else's destiny. And so how would you, everybody make their own destiny? Because if you can choose what you're going to do, that could infringe on somebody else's choice, right? Oh, shit. Everyone's destiny would just be, like, rubbing up against everyone else's yeah. destiny. You know, if you, if, yeah. if you chose that you were destined to rule the world, you know, you're really fucking with a lot of people's destinies. Yeah. <laughs> That's really Maybe complicated. We are all predetermined. <laughs> and speaking of complicated, <laughs> speaking of complicated, that the soul trap theory gives us one more thing that I didn't think of that we really, really want, which is simplicity. I mean, sure... It is a little, like, this theory is more complex than other theories where you're just asked to believe that the soul simply reincarnates lifetime to lifetime. No, there's a lot more to this. There's drama here, like, nearly Greek-level drama. And, (laughs) um, (laughs) 
and right. it gives Which us is a lot of drama. It's a lot of drama. Yeah, the ancient Greeks were really dramatic about their their writings. Um, but you know, this is nearing Greek level, ancient Greek level drama, and it's very simple though. Like on on the surface, you could just be like, yeah, that's why all the world's problems are like that. That makes total sense. And I feel like whenever when something ex- seems to explain everything, it probably really doesn't. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. you know, the veneer of simplicity, the veneer of explanation. Um, yeah. which is why Maybe humans are just really shitty. That's why yeah. shitty. Well, I love all these theories. Theory. I just don't always believe in them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a cool ass theory though. And I mean, to be real, would I like to have a soul trap scenario so that I could like figure out how to defeat it and go back to my own place or whatever? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, Hey, that's cool. Isn't that like <laughs> a, a choose your challenge? Own... Yeah, it's like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what so, our yeah. brains do with religion and that's why there's so many religions. It's like a choose your own adventure, except with your life, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I I mean, so when we when we die and we see the tunnel, what are we supposed to do? Just turn around the other way? No, I'm not gonna go to that tunnel. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You do. Yeah, I mean, so, some people say that all you have to do is refuse to go into the light because it's all based on personal choice, right? So if you don't, yeah, if like they can't hold you if you're if you refuse to go, because it mm-hmm. that's like I guess when they would yep. get in trouble with other... we got free will, bitch. That's like yeah, that like Trek epi- Voyager episode where everybody has yeah, free will, yeah. but you keep getting tricked into <laughs> yeah, Janeway. Ellen, Ellen sent it to us. And I remember watching it a long time ago, mm-hmm. but like Janeway is dying and her father comes to her and is like, come to the light. And it's actually an alien species that invaded her brain. And you know, they feed off of uh, yeah. human energy. It's basically what the prison if- theory. Like, yeah, the prison, like it's, it's, it's like, it's the soul trap, mm-hmm. but it was on Star Trek. I wonder how yes. long this theory has been alive for. Maybe it's know. been alive. Maybe it predated Star Trek or maybe somebody just took an episode of Star Trek and was like, hey, Internet, look what I thought of today. And they just... Which yes. says, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. I think it's been around a while. I think the the Gnostics, the Gnostic Christians might have even gotten into it too. I don't mm, know. That's a long ass time ago then. I mean, but those yeah, guys yeah, were... I think, I, I think it's been around a while. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Get that part out if I'm wrong. <laughs> it, it's interesting though that the the uh, the e- evil gods or like uh, a lot of gods are reptilian figures. Even the Satan was a snake in uh, snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. But sometimes lizards are cute. I like I know, lizards. Right? <laughs> I know. I know I they were snakes, associated with badness. I had ball but... pythons. And why would an alien species be reptilian when we have reptiles because of the uh, the unique characteristics of our planet? I don't know that you would find mm-hmm. 
you know, are you you wouldn't find the same life forms. I I think it's always really funny when people mm. like draw aliens and it's like they have two eyes and two arms and two legs just like us. And I'm like, you know, the mm-hmm. gravitational force on a on another planet might make it so it's impossible for them to evolve in that way. And you know, yeah. they could lo- they could look entirely different from what we look like. Mm-hmm. Like it's so oh, yeah. egocentric of humans to think that aliens would look like them. Oh yeah. Like, it is. It is. We are though. That's how yeah. humans are. We're so egocentric. God. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Wild. bad. The <laughs> level of of selfishness and egocentrism is just pretty good. But I mean, maybe maybe extraterrestrials are like that too, because once again, you have your own self interests, right? So perhaps from their worldview, everything looks like them and everything has their interests. And, you know, why should we be any different? Uh, Maybe any other species is just as self-serving and egocentric as we are. Um, (laughs) I mean, who's to say that they aren't? Um, So they could be friendly or they could not be friendly based on whatever they thought was good for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean... This whole thing is it it does the reptilian thing though like that is interesting because I remember when reptilians started emerging like well I don't know if they really started emerging a couple decades ago but I just remember hearing of the theory a couple decades ago and lizard I was like, people yeah lizard mm-hmm. people reptilians they secretly control our government and i'm yeah. just like oh, you know yeah. oh yeah that's been around for a while yeah, yeah and has. like there's so many people right now who still believe that mark zuckerberg is not really human but a reptilian <laughs> and like i mean that's fair though he Ugh. doesn't look human and it's not right mark zuckerberg you're not right um <laughs> so <laughs> Like and who I am mean, I? Anyway, <laughs> but he—I mean—that could be based off of you know his his own you know m- mental health what? and his. Uh, I mean, so like just because you don't look human mm. and you're not right, I mean, it could be due to <laughs> you know other factors, dis- disordered behavior. Maybe. So you're saying he might he might not be a lizard person. I yeah, I would assume that he's not mm-hmm. a lizard person, not just a okay. a human with differences. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very smart man, maybe a little socially awkward. I don't think he he's smart. He's just a thief. That's what he is. He's well, a glorified okay. thief. Okay. He stole other people's okay. stuff and profited off of it. Right place, right on. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The opportunity mm-hmm. came. He took it. So okay, therefore, he's true. more egocentric and self-serving than the rest mm-hmm. of us. And look, well, he rose to the top. Um, so <laughs> A lot of heads of companies and CEOs are like kind of on the sociopathic you know, Psychopathic. level. So. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 They're yeah, not, they are. They're not like normal people. I, it's hard to become a billionaire if you're a nice person, if you're an ethical person, I think. You know, I think you have to take advantage of a few people to become a billionaire. So yeah, Maybe they should be in the soul trap and we should just go back to where we came from. <laughs> um, <laughs> or maybe but, the entire world government is run by those people. That's that's another that's theory that the they're, theories. you know, that's another one. Maybe too. next week we can talk yeah. about the lizard people. And, yeah, yeah, the lizard people, the reptilians. You know what? They do mm-hmm. fascinate me, though, because a lot of um, theories about other beings and even the soul trap, like our spirit, whatever that might look like, is 
presumably ethereal in nature and can just kind of absorb into other things to animate it or whatever. But the the mm-hmm. lizard people are different. Reptilians are like supposedly in lizardish form, some kind of reptilish form, and then they can even shape though they shift. have that form, they can mm-hmm. go into the body of a human or shape shift. It depends on what the what you believe as part of the theory, but some people believe that like they're basically body snatchers where they steal somebody's body and then like puppet it around. And then some people think that the reptilians are like, they're essentially shape shapeshifters that can just, you know, mm-hmm. so we've got shapeshifters and skinwalkers here. <laughs> some people think that they come from inside the earth from underground. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they don't come from outer space at all. Maybe they don't. Maybe they were the original inhabitants, and then they just drew in Ooh. stuff to. to Maybe that's why it's hell. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why the everybody uh, religions always think of hell as being down. Maybe. Oh. I wonder if, if yeah. that idea was planted by reptilians. Oh my god. It makes so much sense. I don't even know. <laughs> okay, well, I think this theory we probably spun it out. I I know that Ellen would I mean, in the at the end of the day, do we believe in this? No. And that's definitely no. Uh, no. I mean, okay, I am like almost I, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm 90% buying into reincarnation. I'm getting pretty bought into that at this point. But soul trap being harvested, I don't know if I can go quite that far. Yeah. I mean, hard to say. But I yeah. think there's some. I think there's some reincarnation shit going on. Yeah, but who knows? Reincarnation is an interesting theory and and i mean part of me hopes that that there are second chances you know we all like to believe in that that there will be a second chance that we get to do it again that we get to do more and be more and have more choices to make but you know also i kind of want to just rest like i'm fucking tired oh, you know? I know i am tired oh, that's the thing. <laughs> if i if i have been reincarnating I'm kind of done, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, how many children do you just... want? Like maybe two, yeah, three, yeah. four. And then finally, you know, when you're just done and you've hit your limit, I wonder if there's any end to the reincarnation yeah. cycle when you're just fucking done. How many lives have you had? I've had enough lives. I feel yeah. like I would probably be a new newbie on the reincarnation scale. And that's why if I saw a light, you know, a tunnel and a light at the end of the tunnel, I wouldn't sit there and go, no, I have, I have free will and I'm not going. I'd go, I wonder what's on the other side of that light. <laughs> well, if you guys reincarnated, I'd want to reincarnate too. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got, so I don't know. I'm usually about 50 to 60% like invested in any one of these theories that we're going to be exploring just because some of them I'll be like 0% invested in, but like, (laughs) you know, so the most I'll ever get to is like 50 to 60% invested probably because I'm a writer at heart and I know what it's like to create a story. And 
since I know what that's like and I know all of the weird gymnastics that go into doing that mentally, I can see how these things are stories. <laughs> and so oh, it's yeah. really, really hard for me to 100% buy into anything unless I'm seeing some pretty convincing evidence that mm -hmm. it's true. So, I mean, in that way, I'm kind yep. of a skeptic, but also I'm not because I want to believe in it, you know, um, but. I'm a full-out skeptic, so don't expect yeah. much from me. <laughs> I'll always be the fencer. But um, if anyway, thank you guys for going down this rabbit hole with us. This is a good rabbit hole. I like this rabbit hole. Um, there's just so many exciting twists and turns in this, and we probably didn't even hit all of the stuff oh, that's in this. I mean, that would much. be really extensive. We scratched the surface. Yeah, yeah for anyone I'm who's sure. Interested in this. You know, I, I recommend if you're interested in learning more about this, I recommend the sub on Reddit called Escaping Prison Planet. It's very fascinating. Oh, yeah. That is a good there. Yeah. subreddit. And also, if yeah. you just go <laughs> onto Google and Google Soul Trap Theory, you will come yeah. up with an endless list of videos and subreddits and just blogs and a lot of stuff dedicated to the Soul Trap Theory. Yeah. It is At very some interesting. Point at some point, we're going to have to talk about the uh, moon as a space station. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Because that all ties in. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. We that does tie that. in. Oh. Do, doesn't that tie into the soul trap theory? Mm -hmm. The moon is, is like I, I actually I hollow. And, yeah. 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 I, I made you guys watch that crazy video about yes. the moon theory, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really want to talk in. about that. <laughs> yeah. We've got to talk okay, about that. Next, so. Next week we can talk about the moon. <laughs> we're doing moon. We're doing hollow moon theory next time. Um, oh yeah! But you know, if you want to see more content that's really specific, you could always drop us a line. Um, wait, do we even have an email address yet, guys? Yes. Did we make that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we do. <laughs> Sage skeptic storyteller at gmail dot com. That's it's long. Right. But SSS podcast is taken, so it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. it is what it, it is. is. We we overcome. But yeah, um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah. So if you want a specific theory discussed, or if you have questions about anything that we've talked about before, yeah. we could always do a questions compilation. Um, so just send us a message at sage skeptic storyteller at gmail.com and hit us up on twitter or, well now x uh sage skeptic yeah. and storyteller we are there also we are on threads so there's many places that you can find us so wherever you can uh hit Yay. us up hit us up yep hit do it up. let us know we're not alone in this universe yeah <laughs> and then we'll continue to tell you that we're not ai deep fakes um, so, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. we are flawed. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you again for going along with us, and we hope to see you next time on Sage Skeptic and Storyteller. Bye. Bye. Bye.